Okay, well, here we are again, and the question is, what's not happening? Well, see, the thing in what's not happening is anything can happen in what's not happening. It has no no uh, parameters, no rules and regulations other than what your mind can come up with, yeah? Now, the basic solution to what's not happening is what's happening, yeah? Now, what's happening doesn't have all the possibilities of what's not happening, but it has one quality what's not happening uh, doesn't have, which is it's happening. <laughs> this is its only value, but that value can override all of the imaginings and all of the enticements and all of the pits of regret and remorse that what's not happening offer. So the real solution to, let's say, the effects of dwelling in what's not happening is that it's not happening. Once there's a recognition of that simple fact, your attention and interest in a way like boomerangs, an imaginary boomerang, from what's not happening back to what's happening. Because every time it leaves what's not happening, it goes seemingly back to what's happening. Because really, what's not happening is just a minor activity in what's happening. It's not, it's a very, very small picture. It's very, it's presented through tunnel vision and, uh, much, much, much of what's happening has to be disregarded. Now, you may not think, it's, it may not be like a conscious decision, but that's the activity. Once you go up that ass of self, in a sense, then there's a forgetfulness, there's a, a lack of being aware or conscious of what's happening. That's the pr- primer for the effects of what's not happening to take hold. Yeah? So, the idea of trying to get out of what's not happening through discussing it and going over it to me seems pointless because it just fuels what's not happening because now your attention is more on what's not happening than ever it's just like when you go to uh programs and and communities that their main emphasis is self is the demon or the problem but in those communities self is talked about more than than anything else so in a way <clears throat> the problem when when uh, attended to too much yeah when that attention to it in the form of seeking a solution actually is an extension of the problem yeah that's a difficult one to see because there is a noble feeling you want to get out of something but the point is do you ever question are you in it if you weren't in it then there would be no need to get out of it and that would be the experience of being out of it that's the whole point so what's not happening obviously if you look at it someone is sitting here and they're thinking about next week and their their thoughts are sort of foreboding or they're predicting in a very specific or vague way impending doom and then the effects of that entertaining produce uh, results in the body yeah, and in the nervous system and in the emotional system and in the and in the uh, energetic system there's a contraction you can pretty much summarize it it's usually a contraction so that contraction sets off a lot of other sub-effects and therefore the entertaining of what's not happening is producing an effect so you're actually having it seems like an effect is being produced by an imaginary cause which is an incredible miracle really Mm -hmm. you know because like um you know, Jesus was supposedly, uh, he supposedly resurrected Lazarus, 
but uh, after the guy died, but actually at least Lazarus was alive at one time. We're bringing stuff out of nothing <laughs> and, and, and letting them have a huge effect here on us. And sometimes, you, if you looked at it very cleanly, you, could, you would marvel at the ability of mind, of what it can produce or make out of nothing. It actually can't create anything, but it can make a whole lot of stuff. And so it can make a feeling of fear now based on future imaginings, which is an incredible feat, really, because you would think that the now would be overwhelming because it's now. But in our little, uh, in self-centeredness, in that system of thought and interpretation, it it overrides the conscious contact. It does it in an incredible way by claiming it, first of all. And then when you claim the consciousness as an attribute you have, then usually the mind can entertain a state of being unconscious. It's just incredible. And uh, so when you're hyper-aware or conscious of what's not happening, the, the other swing effect is that you're unconscious to what's happening. If you were conscious to what's happening, you would see that what's not happening isn't happening, really. Not on the scale that we see it as. Can you talk about the next week again? Oh, yeah. So the next week, if I'm worrying about uh, I'm going to lose my job next week, (coughs) I may go into into my job and now start looking suspiciously at everybody. And then if they gather near the uh, water cooler, you know, or the coffee pot, I think they're talking about me. And then the suspiciousness and the paranoia may keep arising, and the mind will give you reasons why it's so. And so by Wednesday, you're a wreck, and you're ready to quit the job. You're thinking, I'm going to preempt them. I'm going to show them. I'm just going to walk out. And maybe it wouldn't be a good move to quit the job. Maybe that's how you're sustaining yourself, and you have a family. And yet, in a sense, you're so damn sure that they're going to fire you, you pretty much... Uh, produce the, the effect you thought the firing would produce without it actually happening. You quit. Or you self-destruct. Yeah, or you self-destruct, or you say, <laughs> well, well usually what addicts do, yeah. and alcoholics do, this kind of advertising leads to uh, a state I like to call fuck it. Mm-hmm. When they hit fuck it, and there's a real, uh, uh, the, like the feeling weight to it is so- solid, then the next thing that gets flooded into the system are suggestions, you know, mm-hmm. solutions like, well, let's get loaded off. I'm never, this is never going to work. So what the hell? Or she's, you know, so I've watched a lot of people come into recovery <coughs> and they, they have some old ideas that haven't been addressed yet. Mm-hmm. And so they start getting, they go into recovery and they start getting better and they get a, let's say they get a job and they find a place to live and they meet a nice girl and the sobriety's clicking and things are uh, seeming to be working in their lives but there's a built-up pressure starting to cook which is i'm not worthy of this i'm really a loser and the mind has a lot of uh, investment in being right so usually it's going to bring to a, a boiling point either a surrender occurs and then a real amount of relief will wash in or there's a capitulation to the disease and you go fuck it and then you get loaded and then you do lose the job and you do lose the place to live and you do lose the girlfriend 
And while you're sitting on that bar stool, you have the solace of being right, you know? (laughs) About a future you created that didn't exist. That's right. Well, you can't create it because it's not so, but you can make it. It You can mentally make it. And that's what's happening. The selfing plays God on a mental realm. It doesn't can't play God on a manifested realm. Mm-hmm. It can't play God on a spiritual quote unquote realm or an energetic realm, but it can play God in a mental realm. Yeah? And so it travels it takes its attention and interest and allows it to travel in time to past events that may may never have ever happened and future events that haven't happened. Mm-hmm. And it predicts and forecasts and it summarizes the state of your life based on what's not happening so you really live in interpretation and it can be really far off it can't even it may not even be close to what's actually happening in your life and yet the belief and the interest and the attention is in is in the false uh scenario yeah this is you know deep obsession with self so Obsession with self, you can construe it as playing with God, playing God, or anything like that. There's a lot of ways to try to, to, to sort of describe it. But it's really a basically going in, living in a mental realm which proceeds and, and, and succeeds or is, is supreme to all the other realms. The physical, the energetic, the emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the mental realm overrides everything and you live a mental interpretation of a lot of like a many uh, dimensional experience here the mental one becomes dominant and I find it produces a lot of lack mm-hmm. and, uh, un- and unhappiness and dissatisfaction and if you keep going to the problem for a solution how can you expect it to get better or different you know? So, so the what's not happening could be the past as well as the future. Oh yeah, the yeah. Time, right. I mean, the only quality it needs is that it's not happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're actually happening. That it's being brought to you by thoughts. Yeah, we have to think about next week because there's no evidence other than that that there is a next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a belief there will be a next week, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. So it has to be brought to us conceptually by a, a, a mental system. Yeah that has time Mm -hmm. yeah so now time becomes more valuable than now so Mm -hmm. i'm more concerned about how i'm gonna be than how i am Mm -hmm. yeah and if that's the case and that's the habit at the last moment of one's life Mm -hmm. if you're more concerned about how you're gonna be (laughs) you may miss the last uh you know the last bus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the bus door will open up and you won't get on because you're expecting it. No, it should be coming later. No, the bus is now here. No, I, my schedule says it's going to be later. <laughs> so, so is that, I mean, you know, practice in some sense or returning to the breath, that kind of mindfulness, I mean, is that... I guess like it can be helpful, but I don't like yeah. any of that stuff. Sure. I mean, it's not that I like, don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's just not my seat assignment to mm-hmm. talk about it. I'd rather just talk about... Then if it's the case in the habit, then just seeing that it's the case in the habit yeah, yeah. is enough to open up other I possibilities. I believe so, yeah, because as soon as it's not you seeing yeah. it, the emphasis on what's being seen shifts to who's seeing it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's getting closer to home than knowing 
all about yourself. Yeah? Right. So the, the who is seeing then becomes Im- implicit in an experience of this, of you're looking for what's looking. It becomes your experience of, of what's happening rather than... A lot more than it's happening to you. And then the you becomes the, uh, the focus, you know? Mm-hmm. And the you obviously is comprised of a lot of ideas and beliefs rooted in a time frame called past and future. So how are you going to get a clear understanding of where you are when you have all these ideas of where you were and where you're going to be? There's no way you can see. They can't. You can't clearly see now because it's bookended with there and then. Yeah? Mm-hmm. There's no way you can see. That's why I call it a form of looking, called self-centeredness. It's not seeing. It's, mm-hmm. it's seeing. Inherently it's seeing, but it's been let's say, uh, claimed and turned into a form of looking called self-centeredness. So when I see now, this now is totally inundated with past ideas and future speculations, yeah? Mm-hmm. So the now is really used to entertain what is in here. Instead of <coughs> seeing the value in what is here now, yeah? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say, you know, I have a heart problem or I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the heart problem. And so then I'm concerned about dying. But am I, that concern about dying, if, if, was, if it was cast in wisdom, would be an appreciation of now. <laughs> That's the best concern about dying, mm-hmm. is to be appreciative mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of worrying about it, maybe I'm going to die this afternoon and... and, and and my attention immediately rushing to that imaginary five-alarm fire of the afternoon instead of being here, you know, attending to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because what is it... The whole point, too, you're afraid that you're going to miss something, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you, you, there won't be anyone there to rethink that they've missed anything after death. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I mean? What's missing life is missing it now while life is abundant. Yeah, you're not going to be missing it later. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe. I don't feel that way. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's sort of like crazy. But then again, that's all. That's the best you can do is see it. I mm-hmm. mean, if you try to like put a rain on it or try to ride it, it's like hurting cats. I'd imagine. Yeah. It's just best to see it and just leave it at that. And I like what you said about anything can happen and what's not happening. What do you mean by that? Anything can happen. You know, I can be destitute next week. I could, my girlfriend could be sleeping with Got my it. best friend now and I'll find out next week. Got it. And whatever my mind can come up with. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> and, right. And if it feels like there's a, there's a, like a little bit of a twitch, then it builds on that story. You know, yeah. it, let's say it like, it like, it's like a cluster bomb. It sprays you with, with uh, speculation, but yeah. if one or two get closer to, ooh, that could, then it becomes a hook, and then you're getting down. It, it it puts auxiliary hooks, and it really can pin you down yeah. into something, yeah. And then you go on like this mental run, yeah. And you're looking. Obviously, it drives you to look for a relief, but it's hard to get relief from what's not happening, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not happening. You know? <laughs> so you can't really apply any salve to it. It's just a recognition that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So applying salves to it, what would you think the result of that would be? It would probably increase 
the effects of what's not happening. Right, so, because you're looking for something to remedy the situation that doesn't even exist. Exactly. So let's say you exist. get pissed off at your girlfriend <laughs> preemptively before she even sleeps with the guy. I mean, that's going to work pretty well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna. But what's happening has limitations. I mean, that, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, what's happening is defined by what's happening. What's Basically, it's, it's simple, defined right? by what we can entertain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This isn't like a, a passive program. It's interactive in a way. Yeah? It's not like there's a dream, but there's dreaming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like we're stuck in a dream of someone, some other things or no things making. We're dreaming. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And we appear to be... the. The, the dreamt object mm-hmm. so we're in it actively yeah and really actively mm-hmm. we're dreaming and then we're the action figure but I don't see you know I'm not saying we are either of them but right. there's dreaming and then there's the uh, the expression of the action figure sometimes the action figure feels like it's a passive victim in a sense this is all happening to me but that doesn't really work well yeah I would see it's not it's not like a it's it doesn't initiate blaming and everything on the you but you got to see your role in it maybe mm-hmm. yeah that you're the dreamer you're the dreaming of the dream i don't think you're the dreamer of the dream there's no ownership of it but there's you're actually dreaming a dream now you're dreaming this like every minute you and i are giving everything all the meaning it has so how could you not say that as a form of dreaming yeah in other words we give, like they say in old Indian uh, religions, Hinduism, I guess, that, you know, f- first what happens is mind gives name and form, yeah? Mm-hmm. So that's another f- way of saying we give everything the meaning it has. So, and I mean, we can get it, give it collectively, like mm-hmm. a cultural meaning or a societal meaning or an educational meaning or where you grew up meaning, but basically you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That would be a pretty close... Uh, definition to dreaming yeah sure yeah yeah so and if you've been reacting or there's been a reaction to a certain theme of meaning given to your life given to this life yeah Mm -hmm. then uh, you can look at that and see it as a system and you can actually come to a revelation that it's a failed system and then the mind maybe can shift into another modality so the meaning lighter yeah the meaning that will be given to things will change and let's say for me a larger way of saying it is you'll travel lighter yeah Mm -hmm. won't the geography of your life may not change but you'll travel lighter over it all Mm. and what more do you want really seems like this is kind of a subtle teaching in some ways it because, can be, because, but even yeah. little kids get what's not happening. My <laughs> right. girlfriend's you, kids got it, and they use it on her mo- their mother now. When she starts when she saying something, yeah. yeah, they say, "Mom, that's not happening." So it's very easy to get. I think it's one of the easiest yeah. things that's come out of the seat assignment. I feel mm-hmm. is people can obviously see something isn't happening directly yeah because there is something happening they don't always need a bitch slap to get there either though i mean it can be really subtle it can just be like a cup of coffee right i mean that's what i mean by like some of the mindfulness teachings or if you've been through that you know down that path it's like being in the sense perceptions just being present with 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 those immediately and the awareness you know the ultimate awareness yeah 
I don't, I've never gone that way. You know, I've looked into it, but it wasn't that, it didn't work for me because there was still a sense of ownership that I was the one that was being mindful. Mm. And that's where I, that's the, like the, uh, that's where I got tripped up in a sense. Mm-hmm. Then you could say who got tripped up, but we're just using this language, you know, right. to express crudely subtle things called living. Mm. But, uh, you know, there was a, a tripped up thing occurring because there was still... Looking now, for relief. I mean, how are you going to be mindful? I mean, yeah, that's, Is there a you to be the, mindful? That's the, ep- that's the epitome of the sense of personal doership, and I don't believe there is a personal doer. Yeah? So I always there like just to go, is mind. I would say yeah. whatever that means to someone, but there just is. Yeah, let's keep it at that. Yeah, but I don't. So, you know, I'm sure everything can be helpful if you're in the right uh, condition. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me, when I was practicing those things, I probably wasn't in the right condition because everything, unbeknownst to me, was being claimed constantly mm-hmm. by the sense of the me that was I was unbeknownst to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when that dawned on me, it, it sort of, sort of uh, brought about a shying away from practices and mm-hmm. processes to at least it, something got established, like they say in the Eightfold Noble Path, mm-hmm. you know, the right view. Now, if you look at it, it in a linear understanding, it's the right view comes first, then there's right understanding, right livelihood, right meditation, all those things, mm-hmm. yeah? But they, all those things aren't going to be, then all those things, quote unquote, being right, aren't going to make the right view. Mm-hmm. But the right view makes all those other practices right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say the right view is very mm-hmm. important. I think Buddha, in his teachings, the right view was anatta, that there is no self mm-hmm. as we take it, yeah? no long lasting, independent, separate entity. So I like that idea, and because when. When I started having these downloads about this stuff, it was like um, a lot of things that I had thought I had an understanding of. The, the understanding got immediately revamped, and it's, it suits me better. It actually goes along with some good results, actually, <laughs> traveling lighter. Not thinking I'm right or know something, but just where the rubber hits the road, I'm getting relief. Yeah. So, so why do we end up dwelling in what's not happening? I mean, is that why even an important question? Because or? it's about us. Uh, and I think there's the obsession with self, you know, mm-hmm. or the addiction, mind's addiction to the idea of be, of becoming a self. It can't be a self. Because you're projecting this action figure out in time and space. Well, yeah, you wouldn't worry too much about, if you were thinking about what's going to happen to, let's say, your neighbor three right. weeks from now, it probably wouldn't evoke a huge contraction in your body now. Yeah. <laughs> you would probably pretty have a pretty much set immunity to it. Why? Because it's not about you. Yeah. So the you has a large, uh, that's like a, the nucleus of a lot of meaning to you. That's what I found. So if you, if it's not about you, you, you quickly lose interest in it. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it goes. And so, why not apply that? If you see that to be true, hey, you know, I'm sitting in a room and doing a, doing, let's say, a, a meeting, and there's a girl, I saw a girl walk into another room who I like, I never talked to her, and then, so my attention is trying to listen through the walls to hear what she says, because I'd like to hear, see if she likes me, you know, of course she's going to say something about me out of a billion people. 
and if she does, then I'll feel f- safe enough to go ask her, hey, let's have dinner or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I won't, in- I don't want to take a chance because of fear of rejection, so I want to sort of hedge my bet. So I'm supposedly doing something in the room I'm in, but my attention and interest is mm-hmm. really in this other room because it means a lot. I mean, I could already think I'm going to conceive my first kid with her or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So, that's what mine does. It jacks things up. It makes mountains out of molehill. It takes mm-hmm. makes mountains out of molehills like that. I mean, it's it's uh, it's like an incredible t- cartographer, you know, in yeah. the mental realm. It just builds landscapes all fucking day. Usually, future nirvanic o- oases. Mm-hmm. That if I can, t- and yet it always points out that you're in an arid place now, <laughs> which makes it even more juicy to get to your mythical thing. It's just like the here there thing, you know. So let's say, so I'm really attending to this lady, trying to, and people are saying, hey, Paul, you know, you're supposed to be here and be here now. And I mm-hmm. agree, but I just, my attention interest won't listen to that because <laughs> it means a lot. Yeah. And then someone throws a book on the table, you know, how to lose interest in conversations in other rooms. And I page through <laughs> it. It makes sense, but it doesn't actualize any relief. And then... um Finally, she starts talking. I'm really keen on hearing what she says. And then uh, she mentions a guy's name, but its name's Matt, and my name's Paul. What happens? I lose interest in that conversation immediately. Yeah. It does, I don't have to go do a workshop about it. I don't have to go on a retreat. My interest immediately leaves trying to, that preoccupation with what's happening in the other room and comes back where? Yeah. The only place it can come back to, where, the place it never left, which is here. Yeah, right. It's just... One of the many objects and phenomena of here have the attention has lost interest in that. Yep. And then so hopefully when the attention loses interest in all the specifics, it disperses into the space, and that's what when you sense the presence. Yeah. It's just how you sense fear by preoccupying with an idea about the future. Mm-hmm. If your attention was sensing the presence, you know, or the space around all these objects or phenomena, feelings, thoughts, all being claimed by the head, you would sense the presence of the space, which is much more expansive and and bigger, so you'd feel the effects, just like that, yeah? So this is, I find what makes a, a, a thought or a feeling really interesting is it's about me. <laughs> and if it's not about me, maybe there'll be a loss of interest in that, and where's the interest going to go? Yeah, find out. You'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may think it's going to go to another object and another object, but it may run its gamut and then just sort of disperse into the presence mm-hmm. of, the, or let's say, the field where objects appear in. And when you feel that, that's what I, I would call the sense of presence, yeah? The presence of nothingness. Yeah? In the constant becoming aware of of consciousness or of things arising there is a space where they're arising in that you can become conscious of yeah Mm -hmm. but not as a thing yeah so if i lose interest in me like in recovery it would say you lose interest in yourself what's going to happen you'll gain interest in others you see Mm -hmm. the interest is going to manifest in a different way so and who's to say? These are people saying this is what will probably happen, but you don't know how it's going to go. All it is is like, hey, this ain't about me. You know, and then the interest leaves and attention leaves that object or that feeling or that thought or that what's not happening. 
and it's then it sort of sows its seeds in maybe a more fertile field called now, you know, where you're enriched by your interest and attention instead of enslaved by it. Mm-hmm. I find that works for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... And when it works for you, then you get downloads about the problem from the solution. And then in the solution's point of view, the problem is inherently imaginary. So that's the real solution. Now, from the problem, if you try to entertain it that way, it it probably won't work for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the problem isn't you have a problem. The problem is you're the problem. You're identified with (laughs) the idea of being a self. That's the problem, quote-unquote problem. As a you, right? Yeah, but the solution, obviously, is there is no problem because there is no self. Good. I like the riff on the space. All right, good. Yeah, great. Good Good stuff. I think I got something to work with. All right, well, I'm going to stop it. Stop.